0: Hey y'all, you're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms and Movies, the DSM Podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your hosts, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor, and Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. This episode is brought to you by Boxed Up. If you would like to improve the sound quality and visuals of your created content, please try Boxed Up. You can visit their website at tryboxedup.com or see them on Instagram at tryboxedup. Please, please. Fabulous. I love his mama. Wasn't she great? Oh, she was so great. Sherman. 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 I just feel like I need to be that person now. What's your aspiration? As as your maternal instinct, as my maternal instinct is just <laughs> call my baby name. Well, okay. <laughs> Making songs. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> and while they was at the table talking she was just rubbing to the boy love me <laughs> Grace. I love it she was just everything she was so like inspired <laughs> inspirational just you know you got this baby you know like mm-hmm. be yourself Cleanest the dogs look got this trash again. <laughs> Everybody you nobody know, ain't nothing about cleaning no colons. <laughs> okay, she she was fierce. <laughs> All right, listen. Eddie Murphy did his thing as mama <laughs> and as grandma. Chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cletus. <laughs> sometimes I relate to myself. <laughs> I, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I'm alone, I relate to myself. I can relate. <laughs> 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 relations you can't go down to church they don't marry lesbians <laughs> I was like no <laughs> yeah. I with lesbians so I love lesbians <laughs> but wait is it, y'all, y'all whole conversation is about her marrying Sherman so how she gonna marry Sherman if she a lesbian you know what you know I, yeah it's Eddie Eddie Murphy <laughs> all right guys if you have not been able to tell quite by <laughs> quite yet we are talking about the 1996 comedy slash romance surprisingly romance mm-hmm. okay yeah. romance I guess uh, The Nutty <laughs> Professor star Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy Eddie <laughs> Murphy Eddie Murphy and then you know some other people Dash Pell's there Shade of Pinkett yeah. oh, there. Oh, no, those <laughs> people yeah <laughs> the extras so, you know Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) The extras were there. Miss Purdy. Eddie Murphy just got awarded at the Golden Globes the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Outstanding Contributions to the World of Entertainment. And I feel like it is so Mm. very well deserved. This is like the one millionth film that we have even done on our show Mm -hmm. of Eddie Murphy's. He has done so much. And I just... (laughs) When he was up on that stage talking about Keep Will Smith, Wife name out your motherfucking mouth okay. did it make you think of this movie because it made me think of this movie when the comedian was talking shit about them <laughs> right right you know what while I was watching it that's when I was like oh okay I see and it was like yeah, he probably would have got slapped. We we were we was like, yeah, you know. That was he, when. That's when. That's when a comedian decided to get slapped for talking okay. about who's sucking, who's city's over here, like that. Not your no. comedy. No, you went Reggie, too far, Reggie. you take the comedy. <laughs> you went too far with the comedy. Take the shit locks off your head. Girl, when I tell you, I was like Dave Chappelle. I'm glad you got a lot better looking as you age. <laughs> But he also had no fake teeth in his mouth that made it, was it? Look worse. Okay, y- cause yes, cause was those like, were fake. Ah, oh, thank God. <laughs> Shh, I was like, damn, this was that ugly. <laughs> it was for the joke. I don't know if you, it looked like your mama had an affair with Mr. Ed. That didn't even work with me doing it to you, Reggie. Yes, it would if I was say, look at Reggie's gums and teeth. Look like his mother had an affair with Mr. Ed. Oh! <laughs> Big fat, because then he's like. <laughs> I was like, "Ew! Why? Since when was his lips that big? <laughs> he was holding them teeth in the place. Hey. Hey. It's time for Reggie to correct your ass." <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for him after a while, but I was like, "Okay," because but, but <laughs> Jesus, was he so? Buddy Love was so extra, so extra. I, I like, I was just like, "Okay." I don't remember it. My dick my, yeah. dick, my dick, my dick, my dick, my <laughs> dick. <laughs> Just everything was extra. <laughs> everything was over the top. What did he What did he say about? Because um, chubby butt, chubby butt is chubby ch- butt is horny. Chubby butt is horny. <laughs> <laughs> but in love. Oh my god. But you know, I I was looking at this and they were saying that this was basically like a remake mm-hmm. of the film in 1963, and basically like the. Um, what is it, Jekyll and Hyde? Is that, am I saying it that It was right? a take on the, it was a take, uh, there, a comedic take on mm-hmm. the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll? Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll. Uh, Storyline, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I see that because, like, I mean, buddy love was intense. Like, dude. It made it kind of difficult for me to even diagnose because of the, the, yeah. So mm. we'll we'll talk about that once we get into the diagnosis piece of it. Um mm. another uh, quote that just stuck out for me that I just wanted to quickly touch upon. Women be shopping. Women be shopping. <laughs> I thought it was type of way. I was like, I don't shop that much. Stop. Just stop. You guys stop a woman from shopping. <laughs> I do enjoy grocery shopping. But he started each of his <laughs> act that way. I was like, oh, he's mm-hmm. doing the same act from the last night right Uh, uh. oh said. it's not bad though like who's going to the same club every night buddy love okay and my problem was because damn it we're gonna get into it now get jada into- has been giving us hints that she is, has inappropriate attractions to young men for a very long time because jada you Ooh. were a grad student uh, mm-hmm. uh, what the hell was her name Carla Purdy you were a graduate student professor in this damn movie why were you going to the screen where you said that your students be talking about and that's where they mm-hmm. go why you mm-hmm. want not go there you a whole professor what you doing right I'm like I'm trying to avoid the places I don't want to ever see them outside. ever it's all fun and games until I hear Miss Copeland Mm-mm. then it's Mm-mm. time to go to <laughs> Dr. Britton <Reed." laughs> stop you don't mm. huh. I don't know her. who that mm-hmm this. Get her. <laughs> I, I've never had that happen. Wait, I have. <clears throat> Damn, son. Damn, son. <laughs> 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 uh, Funny what? games until you hear. Let's go. And then it was, oh, yeah. I, I'll tell you the details about it later. <laughs> 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 Damn, son. Yeah, I'm thankful. I am so thankful that that has never happened to me. But yeah, I was thinking the whole time, like, why would you want to go where your grad students are? And then another thing that was crazy. I was like, this is a college. Why mm-hmm. do we have a bell? Oh, ooh. why do we have a bell? Hmm. I, That's a great point, Dr. Britton. in, in all of your <laughs> years of academia. <laughs> and they, I've never You're had a bell. Or university with a bell. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Because. The other thing is, them students hopped up out them mm. seats. Um, I wish my sit- class would. Okay, you better sit, sit down until I'm done. <laughs> now you can go. And I'm sitting here yelling at y'all, telling y'all, to, remember you got a, a, a pop quiz. quiz. Pop, <laughs> pop quiz, pop <laughs> quiz, pop <laughs> quiz. I'll think no. it's a pop quiz if you keep telling them before. <laughs> right, it's not. ready <laughs> for it. I think it, then it's just a quiz, sir. It's just I think a it's quiz. a scheduled quiz then. Basically, put that shit on your syllabi, okay, <laughs> Professor Clump. <laughs> Sick of it. Okay, so okay, as 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 a uh, you know uh, uh, a leader in academia as you are, mm-hmm. Uh, shouldn't Professor Clump have been fired after the whole hamster incident? Well, actually, no. Wait, I think Dean Richmond couldn't fire Professor Clump after the hamster incident because he knew that Sherman had a quality. Discrimination case against him. You cannot call me. <laughs> okay. All of these things threaten my life. Mm. Okay. Listen, that I said <laughs> that dean is out of pocket. Okay. I no, absolutely not. But then there were some characteristics that was like, yeah, that's a dean for you. because oh. they are about the moolah, baby. Mm. Okay, like you bringing in money. Honestly, I really do feel like in higher ed, if you are bringing in money, they will leave you alone. As long as you bring in, <laughs> in that coin, honey, students can complain all day. <laughs> oh, oh, we're sorry to hear that. Oh, uh, <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, too. Yeah. You bring in that coinage, they're going to leave you alone. So I do feel like he because he was providing some type of money, which is why he kept talking to him. About all these different people that could be possible, you know, donors and work with them. However, though, if you're losing money, hmm. that's a quick way to get your ass fired too. So, <laughs> the way it sounded, he dropped, he fumbled the bag, as the people are saying. He fumbled the bag a few times, as Jada students would say. Uh, right? she always chasing the little kids? Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. You make that. Look, Eddie Murphy gave us advice. Pay your taxes, mind your business, and keep Will Smith's name out your mouth. (laughs) Wife's name out your mouth. Okay. I've already broken that rule at this point. I've challenged her to a physical... Actually, I've challenged her to a physical altercation with my own mother (laughs) on this show in previous episodes. And she still could get it because she (laughs) should not be out here messing with these little children. But I just don't want to be slapped in front of everybody. I got your back. I just don't want to be recorded, you know, like getting slapped by Will Smith. It's not cute. (laughs) (laughs) And see, the way that I look at it, Will Smith wouldn't hit a lady. So I would have to fight Willow, who's in my weight class. I feel like I could take Willow down. Okay. All right. I'm going for the kneecaps first. I'm knocking her kneecaps. Knocking the kneecaps. So you got to go low first. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you got it you got you want me to be in the background world star yeah, yeah just in case I start getting my ass whooped that's when you you know <clears throat> and then I drop the phone come in bah, bah, bah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got it glad we got a game plan <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone violence here at the DSM podcast we do, we do not. <laughs> okay while I was watching this You know how I like to put things in in perspective of the year, right? Uh So I was six years old when this came out. Okay. And the fart scene was, like, hysterical. Like, I mean, all of the... You know, just... And then the motion with it, too. Like, I think also... Right? (laughs) I think we've also probably, at some point, have remade this scene... At the dinner table, with you I guys. have never farted at the dinner table. With not my the family. dinner, no, or not the farting? <laughs> but at least acting like you were at the clumps at the dinner table. Okay, maybe not, maybe not everybody, but yes. So my issue with this was that it was not funny watching it now. <laughs> I, and they said this was American Film Institute said this was the top funniest. American movie and I'm just like a 100 top funniest movie. And I was just like, this is dumb. Like I rolled my eyes so many times watching this movie. Ah! Yeah, the movie still hit for me. Now the fart, it was extra nasty because like now as an adult, eye recognizing how wet it sounded. Ah! <laughs> like I chose the wet sounding part. <laughs> and she talked about <laughs> maybe that's because I'm petty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up your ass all fall off. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the, the, but the jokes, the jokes still hit. Some, some. And it's even the way that they say them. But even the Yo Mama jokes weren't the first time I was hearing those jokes. But the delivery. <laughs> you mama so fast that the bitch get a toenail painted in Earl shine. <laughs> Earl Shy. Oh, Earl oh, Earl oh. Shine! Earl Shine! What <laughs> <laughs> made it so funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You're having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. You know why? Because then in my mind, I
1: mm-hmm. was
0: like, this is pure fat shaming. Mm. I know, Right. Or, but I feel like that is the point of it can be social commentary it can be look at how society mm-hmm. continuously puts these undue unjust pressures upon people and how they can be ooh my whole brain just went blank and how they can... <laughs> how... <laughs> that was a wet part. <laughs> <laughs> you had a brain part. <laughs> <laughs> a wet brain fart and how those things can be internalized mm-hmm. into the point where it drives someone to do like such a drastic act mm-hmm. in order to avoid it because we have people mm-hmm. out here doing the uh, getting bariatric surgeries yes. we have people out here dangerous dieting, doing starving themselves, mm-hmm. doing all of these different things so we could look at it as at that way or we could look at it as you know, Eddie is a smart man I guess I, I wouldn't say that he would just go for the he didn't go for the cheapest of jokes. I think there was some no smart you know. comedy in there. Mm. And, and then farts. And, and then, then farts, <laughs> you know. But it did it did play on the weight bias, you know, mm-hmm. stereotypes and things like that. Um, and of course, I could not watch this and not watch Meet the Clumps um mm-hmm. along with it. both of which are are on streaming on Netflix right now as we're recording this so if you have the opportunity please go watch both of them get you a good laugh get you a good laugh (laughs) you know and then it made me also think about Norbit and you know all of that (laughs) toothy 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 yes because doesn't uh, uh, Mother Clump look a little bit like Norbit right the the, the little little mini fro with the little mini fro I was like is that Mm -hmm. the same fro it might be you know Maybe they just picked it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She had um, more activator in her curl. Okay. Did. I digress. I'm sorry. You were saying. Okay. Yes. Um. So <laughs> talking about wigs, Tyler Perry wigs. Okay. <clears throat> so another thing. So I, I couldn't help but figure out, okay, this is 1996. Mm-hmm. What were the obesity rates at the time? Because... Obesity has actually gone up 170, percent, according to the American Health Ranking, and at that time, you uh, better have these numbers, girl. You know what I'm saying, researcher? I'm like, like, was this really appropriate at the time? Like, was it so that it was such a small group that it was like, oh, it's not a big deal? But I know, based off of like just kind of growing up, like obesity has become like the older I'm getting, the more it's becoming more prevalent for a lot of people. But the duration of our entire lifetimes, America has still been one of the fattest countries in the entire world. So I think per capita, it's been a problem for us for a long time. The further that we um, industrialize our food systems and things Mm -hmm. become more and more processed, like there's even the way that we eat, how we eat, the chemicals that are allowed to be put into our food and that Mm -hmm. our body digests and metabolizes in certain ways. Other countries would never, you know, our government's trying to kill us. I mean, but seriously, though, because according to NPR, like, um, what is it called? Yes, yeah, sources. Quir- I love n- this. Okay, okay, let me step my shit up. We <laughs> 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 Let me Google okay. some, some stats. Sit up straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead, girl. Yes. Yeah, so no, not- what NPR? And <laughs> what? What in, NPR, NPR say? you know. What We um, <laughs> were talking about um, high fructose corn syrup, right? Mm-hmm. And how... It was, it was cheaper than sugar. And the person who created the corn um, syrup, basically knew President Roosevelt in order for him to like sign it into law that would make sugar so expensive that company would companies would then use this fake sugar, which is in which was in everything and still kind of is in a lot of the foods that we're eating. And that that is why we consume and crave sugar the way we we crave it as Americans. It's the number one addiction in in our country. Oh, my God. Sugar is in everything. Everything that we eat, sugar is in it like oh my gosh ketchup seasonings like you really have to pay attention to what you're consuming now because it will definitely kill you but i was which is was, also why diabetes is such a, a so prevalent yes, in our country and heart as well. disease right and of course you know i know we talked about mama um mama clump but <laughs> black just women i just love her but black women unfortunately just like everything else we are the most impacted by it. Like, that's just mind-blowing. Like, come on, man. Like, why are we, like, the number one, like, in every fucking category? That is it goes country? in this order, usually. Number one is usually uh, <sighs> Black folks. Number two, Indigenous folks. And number three, Hispanic folks. It usually goes, it's, like, right? Yes. Boom, 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 boom. Jesus. We can't catch up. Right? My God. But yeah, so at the time in 1996, the CDC indicates that the US obesity average was 12% in 1990 and has grown 23% by 2005. So it has continued, right? So we so big and getting bigger. We get, getting But bigger. we getting BBL, so we just move the fat to different places. Oh. Mm. <laughs> 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 so we we proportion it we're still big. We just mm-hmm. proportionate. We cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, and then that, uh, that. But you also... gotta have a certain amount of body fat in order to get the surgery. Now, you can't, Jesus. you can't go in if you don't have that to pull from. Like, I can't just go get a BBL from right now. When mm-hmm. they gonna make my head smaller? You got to have a little body fat. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just saying,
0: fat. to make it, they come from all over the arms. Oh, they take it from yeah. your arms now? They be. They take it, they take it. I thought it just had to come from like, well, this. If if that's the body makeup for that individual, they can take fat from different places mm-hmm. and then put it to But that I learned it so much today. Risk. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my job, hey guys. We are here to entertain and educate. <laughs> the more you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, I. But even even BBLs, like as much as we we them there there's still health risks associated Mm -hmm. with that right and the problem is is that it's not just getting it done it's maintaining it that a lot of people are also struggling with i i could it was hard for me to watch it because i realized that obesity is such a a a prevalent issue in our community and within our society and i was like "Ah." Mm. which would make the film relatable though so then when uh sherman is in in the room (laughs) <laughs> watching Eddie Murphy dressed up as Richard Simmons. Just oh, fucking hilarious. My God. I I love it. I'm a party. I'm a party. I'm a pony. You can poke. You can poke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so when he's when he's watching him and he's crying and he's, you mm. know, just indulging in all of the snacks to make himself feel better because mm-hmm. he is struggling, it makes mm-hmm. it relatable. Like we feel oh, for yes. him. We know oh, yeah. people who are who are struggling with Looking at their weight and not feeling good enough, and all of those different things. And so I think that, I think again, I think sometimes our comedy it gets that, oh, we we poke at stereotypes. but well, I think our comedians mm-hmm. are very, especially our popular comedians, like how we've talked about the Wayans Brothers before and now, yeah. and, and especially yeah. Eddie Murphy, where, yes, we might be laughing at those stereotypes because sometimes it should be funny, but mm-hmm. also giving a human side to it and looking at the the deeper part of it mm-hmm. so that we're connecting with these characters and we actually care, which I think is why their movies do so well because they mm-hmm. give that human aspect as opposed to just And I feel like they're smart with the contrast, like even the casting, like having Mm -hmm. somebody as Jada Pinkett is itty bitty, tiny, teeny, teeny woman. So having her in contrast to Sherman and just seeing how that optic, just the optics of that look Mm -hmm. and just how people are having to navigate through the world with, and and, and recognizing that we do come in different shapes, sizes and all of those things. And that is the one thing that I really appreciated about Sherman was he was extremely intelligent, extremely successful in his career and doing mm-hmm. the research that he wanted to do that was fulfilling to him mm-hmm. while still navigating this world that was telling him that he wasn't ideal. Right. And then so the uh, the other thing, again, is like coming into today, mm-hmm. would this film have been as successful if it were coming out today? I mean, and I'm thinking
1: you we know. wouldn't have
0: been able to get none of these dumb, dumb, you mama, your mama jokes. We wouldn't okay. have been able to get them shits right. off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this would never be okay in, in this day and age. I mean, it, it would have been canceled. Everybody would have been canceled. Every last version of Eddie Murphy would have been canceled. <laughs> Done. Donezo, okay? Um, Because I also feel like maybe maybe I am kind of like, channeling my my inner sensitive millennial self. Oh my God. Like this is so inappropriate. It's body shaming. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I get it. I'm also giving that perspective too to people who may, you know, watch it now and it's just like, damn, it kind of is fucked up a little bit. You know, but it's funny. Um but realizing like that that wouldn't fly. But to your point too, like I, I don't think that people realize how much mental health can also be tied to, you know, weight. And, you know, Mm -hmm. excessive weight does make someone at 55% more at risk than someone who is not um, struggling with obesity. And so and some of that mental health is definitely the depression, anxiety and bipolar disorder. I didn't even think that bipolar disorder would be associated with that. But now that now that I'm talking about it out loud, uh, the manic episode and eating and binging like he did could possibly contribute to that yeah perfect segue into diagnosis I think that that is one of the things that I heavily considered was mm. bipolar one disorder with okay uh Charmin representing the depression and Buddy Love being the manic episode and yes. then I was like oh well is it full on dissociative identity disorder because like um <laughs> rat boy <laughs> Kept calling him that Jason said like oh. your full uh your full hamster boy, not rat boy hamster boy, hamster boy your yeah. full uh, metabolic makeup was different and we know that with the social identity disorder that they are different. your brain is even firing and neurons are triggering and receptors are being picked up mm-hmm. differently. When you are in different personality states, which is is something that is that has been researched as far Mm -hmm. as um, the neuroscience behind the social identity disorder. But I did not go with either of those because both of them specify the symptoms are not attributable to the physiological effects of a substance. And Sherman had had to drink the the serum in order to turn Mm -hmm. in between the two. What were your considerations for diagnosis before I tell you what I ended up on? I was going back and forth with unspecified eating disorder and um, obsessive compulsive disorder. Ooh, how did you get obsessive compulsive disorder? Okay, well, let's look at that (laughs) diagnostic criteria. So for me, especially when he would like kind of like go into this trance. You know, and fall asleep, which is what After he trance a little trance <laughs> while he's watching TV. Dreams, they're great. Most of us refer to them as dreams, but you Tramp. know, whatever. <laughs> you know, REM am sleep, you know, but whatever. Why while eat eating ice cream, like, uh, get it together. Okay, like cheese. Anyway, so <laughs> reoccurrent and persistent thoughts of him being overweight, right. And this is where I'm I'm struggling because I probably shouldn't have watched Meet the Clumps at the same time. I purposefully did not. Oh God, because it makes me think about how in the clumps he grows big. Hey. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Well he grows big in the one dream in this one. And he is yeah, and then he in the ER. window and dry and grabs and grabs the, and grabs uh, the turkey. Chicken. Turkey. Makes him oh, fart there is this. Yeah, and blow up. Okay, so that wasn't meet the coast. The persistent thoughts and urges, as far as like his weight and feeling like he's just gonna grow so big, or you know that one uh, that one scene where he's on top of Jada Pickett and he's like sh- the sand is swallowing her. Uh, <laughs> right, images that are experienced at some time during the disturbance. So of course the the visions or dreams. Um, that he was having. I like vision. Mm. He was sleep, and <laughs> yeah. they seemed intrusive and unwanted uh, for the most part. And I feel like that's what caused him a lot of the anxiety and distress, which led him to run into the lab like a madman and start concocting his his thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then the individual attempts to ignore or suppress such thoughts uh, and urges with some other thought or action, um, by going to the gym, by running up those beautiful campus stairs. Um, however, he still gave into the compulsion of wanting to lose the weight. So that's that's kind of what I was looking at from that perspective. That campus uh, had to be an ADA nightmare. Wasn't no ramps. Jesus, just stairs okay. everywhere. But you know, isn't wouldn't you consider obesity like a, a disorder, like a um, like a disability? A disability. I think not, because you, you would have to be over a certain threshold. and he, I think, and he was like he was. I, I don't, don't think according to it wasn't impacting his mobility though. Like to the point where he could not.
1: He where a he needed counseling.
0: assistive technology or assistive devices in order to be able to. He wasn't to the place where he needed a walker or you know different things like that. But he couldn't even drive in a but certain type of car. That's besides the yeah that's true. And they, they just him it. as morbidly obese. And so why was it the campus having ramps? Exactly. Neither mm. here nor there. Anywho <laughs> um <laughs> after, you know, debating all of the other ones and then settling on, it does not, there there is a substance that is present that is attributing mm-hmm. to these, uh, that is impacting this influx and state of being. I went with major depressive disorder and binge eating disorder. Definitely. I, and you know what, because I mentioned imp- depression uh, for individuals who are overweight as a possible thing i yes i can definitely agree with that and then you said anxiety generalized anxiety uh binge oh, eating sorry. disorder binge eating okay but and then that is across the board that is for him and um buddy love because both were in both were binging yes and yes it was present across the board yeah. and i felt like sometimes especially for people who are outwardly expressive Mm -hmm. (laughs) as Buddy Love was. Mm -hmm. I think that he also... With further assessment, of course, even in that personality state, we could have assessed his levels of depression as well. With him viewing mm-hmm. himself as not being real, having to do so much to compensate in order mm-hmm. to be able to exist, like one overcompensating for the mm-hmm. fact that he does he exists from Sherman Clump, and that in and, in and, and with how like how you said with um looking at the clumps and when they were completely separate and how that yeah. how they navigated through that and him still feeling the the need to overcompensate and almost coming from a place of lack and so Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't think that we always consider uh depression in individuals who are extroverted who are loud who are smiling who are doing all of those things because oh that's not depression that's not what that looks like but I think that so I felt like both disorders could yes be for both individuals I agree. And then also to your point about depression, a lot of times it could be aggression, you know, being agitated, Mm -hmm. being irritable. Um, So while that person may present very happy, it's like, you know, as soon as they're upset, as soon as you make them or you piss them off. I mean, that is definitely buddy love, especially with um the scene with Dave Chappelle and throwing him into the piano. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, like, oh my gosh, like you got that irritated and agitated with this comedian that you had to get on stage and throw his ass into the fucking piano. After singing a beautiful rendition of loving you by Middle Riffleson. <laughs> <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do-do>. Reggie. <laughs> <clears throat> the audience clapped was sickening, okay? Like, yeah, it, y'all are the problem. First of all, and then where <laughs> was security? What in the entire fuck? Like, you get, you let this random man interrupt the entire set and get his little ass on stage. No, okay, that would never happen. He would've got kicked out. I guess it, no, I guess it will happen because Will Smith walked his happy ass up there and slapped the shoe on at Chris Rock. Show, it at this. But, <laughs> <laughs> security! I didn't know we had to have security for celebrities to keep themselves safe from each other. Sheesh. Sheesh. (laughs) But too, with the point that you're making too, we can also look at buddy engaging in sexual relationships with multiple people, all of those things, mm-hmm. trying to fill himself, yeah. trying to compensate, trying yeah. to throw big parties, have people around, trying trying to get mm-hmm. that happy feeling that it seems like he's desperately chasing because mm-hmm. he doesn't have it within himself because there isn't a level of self-acceptance self, th- self acceptance there yet because it is the illusion that being skinny is enough to, to satisfy. And it's, it, it ain't. Look, when he said, I want to it, Spandex! So all spandex! So Where's the spandex section? I got a ah! Spandex! Oh! I, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So that's, that's what we're we do. That's what we go. <laughs> spandex. That's the spandex. And that little outfit. <laughs> the dance. The dance. I love it. Was the, it was the dance for me. It was I- the dance, right? <laughs> and then going to the gym and just being such a creeper. Oh, my God. Like Get out. <laughs> no, I don't dress. have titties. Your titties are very nice, though. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> I'm like, OK, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> this pervert. Oh, uh, I, I also thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you paid attention to it. I'm sure you did. Um, when Sherman, <laughs> Sherman's with his family, he's like, you know, like literally pouring the salt into his, the pinch of his fingers. And then putting it on his food, like you know, supposed to eat that chicken, not dissect it. Right? Yeah, taking (laughs) the skin off, but then at the same time going home and like having a buffet of whatever he wants to eat, although he's having these healthier TV dinners and the milk, the slim fasts. Which is why I went with binge eating disorder. Um, the criteria for that is recurrent episodes of binge eating. An episode of binge eating is characterized by both of the following. Eating in a discrete period of time, an mm. amount of food that is definitely larger than what most people would eat in a similar period of time under similar circumstances. A sense of lack of control over eating during the episode where you there's a feeling that one cannot stop eating or control how much they're eating. The binge eating episodes are associated with um, three three or more of the following, including eating much more rapidly than usual, eating till feeling uncomfortably full, eating Mm -hmm. large amounts of food when not feeling physically hungry, eating alone because of feeling embarrassed by how mm. much one is eating, which will go with what you were just sharing and feeling disgusted with oneself depressed or very guilty afterwards, which the Eddie Murphy version of Russell Simmons was like, we get into this cycle. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, he plays this so well. I can't stand him. Did. I can't even get it out. It's hilarious it's to me. <laughs> and at first, I was like, why he looks so funny? And then I'm like, <laughs> That's Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Eddie. You played even him. Much. Even him. You had to be him. It's hilarious. I love Eddie. I love him, I love him so much. Um, but I would be remiss to talk about how the family in relation to um, Sherman Clump and his diagnosis and I very much so felt that despite the family being very close-knit and having a lot of love for each other which is mm-hmm. clearly evident by the fact that you would just continue to sit at this table when your dad is farting and like and most people would just get up walk away like you even fighting people over knowing that he do this type of stuff yeah. you know what that's very loving accepting and i just don't know if i'm in that place yet i strive yeah. to be with my family members but um <laughs> <laughs> there was a level of close-mindedness some in mm-hmm. operating from places of shame and guilt mm-hmm. and so when in, when kids are brought up in that place they feel like where there is shame there is guilt you're made fun of for the different yeah. things that you were trying to do like if, if Sherman was dissecting a chicken and trying to be e- eat, eating healthy then you making fun of him in that moment would just reaffirm the negative things that he believes about yeah. himself as opposed to like Oh, what you're trying to lose weight? Let's have the conversation about it. And Mm. Loki almost to the point where I was like, are they haters? Like, is they mad? Because Sherman is able to... Like, he's doing well and they don't understand that aspect Mm -hmm. of life for it. So they're just going to make fun of him because he's trying to do something different. I feel like that is affirmed in the clumps one with the dad going and taking the serum himself. Oh, yeah. 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 So just looking at it it that way. Um, Not to the point where I felt like they were enmeshed in his life but i don't think i've ever introduced someone to the family for the first time and they immediately start planning our way well and they have relations <laughs> i don't know why everybody wanted sherman to get laid including buddy love sherman never had relations he never had relations <laughs> <laughs> said you go embarrass my boy but to the family's point like Sherman you've never brought a girl home the least you can do is let us talk to her like I feel mm-hmm. like that's a valid statement it's just mm-hmm. the things that y'all are saying are grossly inappropriate
1: your brother should <laughs> yeah. not be
0: telling me that I have baby popping hips <laughs> <laughs> okay I like damn I thought about mine I was like shit this, is this where I got that shit from I got baby making hips child, baby? yeah child bearing, child hips. bearing hips. hips pop right out Oh, that's wonderful. I can't wait for Sherman to bring me home some grand baby. Hey, yeah, I know you're gonna enjoy making them baby. Got them childbearing hips. <laughs> baby popped right out. <laughs> but I mean, they they really had an interesting family dynamic. And I think that was kind of like what they were trying to like the point they were trying to prove, basically. Mm-hmm. Like um the Sunday dinners, you know, large spread all the time. I mean, jeez. She said, Do you think we should call ahead to see if there's enough food? <laughs> I don't think that's gonna be a problem. Okay. <laughs> and they just passing it along. The grape, was it this one? The gravy he poured on it. I was like, Jesus. Hey, like, so you like good. a little mashed potato in your gravy. Right. It looked good though. I can't even lie. I was like, Yeah, nah, this look good. Um <laughs> But I think they they were supportive of him. You know, they showed up for his ceremony mm-hmm. and everything. Another thing that stood out to me is that um, she said that he's not a party person. When you know Miss mm-hmm. Purdy came and was like, "Yeah, he had a whole party," blah blah blah. She was like, "We tried to throw a, a birthday party for him when he was 18, and that didn't go so well." You know, he so, didn't even come. <laughs> he didn't even come. So I thought, you know, just this description of this person, I'm like, sheesh. His family has been trying to get him to be to be like more like them. And he just never fit in in that way with his family. And I feel like that is black folks, let your children be weird. Some black kids is just going to be weird. They just going to be different than the family. And that's okay. I've had a number of clients where if you just let your child be the awkward black kid in their class, they would not have this level of severe anxiety that they have now, Mm -hmm. but you trying to force them into this image of what you feel like they should be. It, I want to stop doing that to our kids. I know. I'm can we all let, just agree to stop? Just let them be. Just let them just be weirdos, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And even if it's just that, just weird, just just let them be them. Let them have their own yeah, personality, yeah. that sense of autonomy. It's important in development. Oh, kids absolutely. have to have to learn that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then it can result with. And different things, it almost reminds me of like Erickson's Eric, Erickson stages of development and mm-hmm. how if there's those certain stages aren't met positively, it can impact the rest of their development because I definitely Absolutely. feel like that's what we're seeing with Sherman. And I think if he was my client, I would definitely want to do um, maybe CBT with him because I want to know what those core beliefs are and yeah. get to challenging those automatic negative thoughts mm-hmm. um, because it seems like they his core beliefs are constantly... those negative core beliefs are being affirmed by the things around him. Mm -hmm. And then if we could begin to challenge how we are perceiving those certain things, we can begin to change his responses to certain things because Mm -hmm. he was, he was feeling really good about himself when he climbed the stairs and he was boxing the air and yes, I can. Yes, I can. (laughs) All of that. It was self-coping statements. It was beautiful. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And so Continuing to reinforce those good things, those positive things. Um, and yeah, I might I mean, want him to work with a nutritionist. Yes, definitely. Because Just also because healthy. You got to lose weight right. in a healthy way. Right. You know, and recognizing, you know, what foods are... Are actually doing to your body how do you react to it as an individual because we all react differently to different types of food you know whether that be our mood or just physically Mm -hmm. what what happens to us physically and then also understanding your relationship with food so realizing when are you eating when are you consuming Mm -hmm. your food and why and you know um being mindful of the different types of food. So like, you know, we, if you want something sweet, you do have alternatives. You don't have to have a whole jar of, what was that? Skittles? I there were Skittles it. in the classroom at M&M's when he just poured them down. When he poured them <laughs> <up>, uh, right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and looking at how, like how you just said, diet impacts mood and mm-hmm. the, the different things that we take in. And I want him just to hear it from another professional because I think that, um, That specifies in that specific area because i think sometimes when we as therapists tell people that your diet can impact your mood it sounds like it sounds like like you said before fat shaming like you're 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 Mm -hmm. you're judging me as opposed to like no there's science behind these certain things and the things that we intake impact the chemicals of our body for what it produces Mm -hmm. um so i would like for him to hear that from someone else and because he is so such an intellectual I think and yeah. it is so intelligent that that constantly being reinforced and him being able to create a own plan for his own plan for himself just would be helpful in that way. And um, we might need to talk about if he needs to continue at, that university because it's a toxic work environment Oh, and maybe maybe we should work on filing complaints for your from from your boss if you need assistance or a letter for that in any Uh way i would be there to support because you don't have to deal with that you don't have to put up with that no no i would definitely be like okay it's time to transition to to (laughs) another university let's separate from this university because we deserve better like that, yes, I, I 100% agree. And you know, something that came to mind too, um, I, I kept reading and hearing that probiotics and prebiotics actually help with depression. So, friends, if you're feeling down, take some probiotics. Poop. Yeah, like your probiotics guts. help you poop. Not only that, it regulates your gut health, right? So, your gut health is so connected to a lot of our body's functioning. That sometimes, whenever that is all jacked up, we end up getting jacked up. So, being and able to versa. regulate that, yeah, right. So, being able to regulate that with probiotics has actually been scientifically proven to help with regulating mental health and depression. Um, so, some people, some doctors are actually doing away sometimes with depression, anti uh, depressants, and mm-hmm. having their clients do probiotics and prebiotics, and yeah. also. There's uh, also research saying that the placebo, um, mm. yeah, that it's it's not as effective as we like to believe, and that it's the placebo that's helping people, um, you know, kind of overcome some of their depressive symptoms. So so the DSM podcast did not tell you to stop taking your antidepressants oh, no, and no. activia. no. We just said, you know, consider no. things as a whole <laughs> approach. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> Please consult your doctor. Um, I am not a medical doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't need a license. <laughs> no. <laughs> In addition to <laughs> yes, 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 especially if you know you eating as much as Sherman Clump's family was, but you know some families do show it. I took the the big spread at the table mm-hmm. to also be representative of that's how much love that the mom had for the family. Some families show their love through food. And so that was her way of showing her love for her family. Mm-hmm. Was providing them by those meals. And mm-hmm. so there is a way to show that love and also do it in a healthier way. As as there is a way to um, watch what you eat and still engage with your family and interact in a way that is feels fulfilling to you. The only other person that I diagnosed in all of this film was Dean Richmond, as you we were saying with the toxic Child, work environment. Fuck him! Mm. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> <this is> strong. <laughs> i like, you meant that like I, true. Okay, it came from way no down the transference. <laughs> you know Fuck <laughs> <Broke> him <laughs> I don't even want to spend my time talking about him You go ahead yeah. <laughs> OK, yeah, just, you know, quickly diagnosed him with narcissistic personality disorder and felt with him yes. feeling like he could only be associated with people that were uh, bringing in money for the university, mm-hmm. Um, him lacking empathy of others. I think if he was my client, we would definitely be doing some uh, very intense uh, DBT therapy. I probably would have to mask it as like leadership training, though, as something to benefit him. Because a lot of nar- people with narcissistic personality disorder, if it's not directly impacting them in a negative way, they do not feel like nothing is wrong with them. It's everybody else. So um, we just cannot go on with him walking around calling his employees fat tubs of goo and <sighs> <laughs> saying that he is going to strangle them and choke off their air supply until they pass away. Um, okay, things like that. I don't. I don't think that this that is, is- inappropriate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm done. That's it. We don't have to talk with him no more. Sheesh. That's why nice. the hamster pooped in his coffee. I was happy. <laughs> I was very happy. Good for him. And that's why he got booty butt <laughs> by a hamster in the clumps. Good for him. Why would you put on a fur jacket and crawl out? Dummy. You just made thought, yourself vulnerable. That, that was the one that I thought, okay, the joke went too far. That's not okay. And that that look. He cars. did not consent. <laughs> he did not consent to that. He did not, you know. But hey, you know, karma's a bitch. I'm sorry. That's nine 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 nine. <laughs> Again, no kind of transfer. Never hurt uh, nobody outside of the therapy room. I'm I'll gonna get some outside. supervision and consult about it. <laughs> Mentioned it in my own therapy session because, you know, therapists need therapists too. I would like to also take this special second to just say, thank y'all for being patient with us. We back.
1: We We have take a little break. We
0: gone for a minute. Now we back with the jump off. Mm -hmm. Goons in the club, case. some jump off. (laughs) All we like to do is party. Bye, everybody at the barbacardi. Okay, anyway. um, (laughs) I also wanted to spend, to send, two very special shout outs to two other podcasts that have been showing us mad love. Oh my God. Mad love. (laughs) I I would like to say, yes, we heard y'all. and yeah. we we see it on our social media, and we love y'all for loving us. And we mm. just want to give it right back to y'all and send our um listeners and let them know about y'all. So I want to say thank you to the Fish Jelly podcast and the Everything 90s podcast for just showing us so mm. much love and, like, listening to us and talking about us in, like, good ways. Because they could be like, we heard the show and it was trash. um, Ooh, But that's not what been. they said. So... <laughs> shout out to y'all appreciate the love that y'all sent our way we want to send that right back to y'all for two great amazing podcasts if you're interested please check those out um and also give a big shout out to um my co-host y'all because while we was on break yeah like my life was just over here you know doing regular shit but part of the break was dr rosie b starting her own private practice oh so we're we not going to gloss over that like oh. it's a little thing <laughs> it's a whole business owner it's an entrepreneur it's you know it's you know. it's giving luxury it's giving, oh. <laughs> it's giving oh. black excellence it's giving all of the things and mm-hmm. so just sending a big shout out um so you will be hearing advertisements for her practice in future episodes, Um if you are interested, once she is, you know, feeling like opening up services to y'all. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. She'll send Absolutely. y'all the links and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have anything else that you wanted to add, friend? Friend, I think you did an amazing job. It's always a pleasure working with you. I think you... Call it shouting out the other podcasts representing or shouting us out and giving us mad love is awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. We appreciate it. And that's all. That's all, folks. Boom. So if you would like to support the show to help us get more content out to you all, you can visit our website and follow the support the show link to become a Patreon member or donate on our cash app. Now we're happy to get the kind of money that jingles, but we'd rather the kind that folds. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the DSM podcast and you can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. We have merch available on the website as well. While you're there, go ahead and leave us a comment because we are counselors and actually care about what you have to say. Until next time, y'all, peace. Okay, bye. You send a fast.